season. Did you drink water today? We know it's not August, but wherever we are, it's always Leo season. This is Colleen. And this is Eileen. And we are the Thirsty Leos. But don't worry, this podcast isn't just about us being Leos. Although it is what brought us together in a faraway country. Our podcast is about... Anime. Thirst. Creating content. Being Asian American woman. And just surviving through life. Welcome back to Thirsty Leo season. Awawawiwa. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> On this episode, we're going to be talking about something very vulnerable. We've been deep diving into the vulnerable things lately. Yes. Um, And we're going to be talking about emotions. Ooh. What it's like to have them. What it's like to process them. What it's like to hide them and deny them. Ooh. That's my favorite. (laughs) What it's like to take that out on different substances mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and processing and healing we always of course like many other topics Colleen and I in and out of recording the podcast always go back on like emotions and like how we need to process them and stuff and we're like oh that's obviously going to be an episode because we need a very long time to talk about all this <laughs> yes every time we're like yeah. how are you we're like we realize we're like wait this is a good topic to like dive into you know so Mm. that's what we're going to be doing today we're going to be talking about emotions but first off to find our next subject (laughs) eileen how are you (laughs) (laughs) well for visual (laughs) for visual watchers maybe you can see the hair actually wasn't planned um it's it's kind of just kind of ended up like that but um for audio listeners my hair is looking all frazzled i got a sad face behind me and i got a mug no more wine glass just a mug because i need the most amount of comfort i can take right now um i've been doing okay um and by okay that means really bad but that's kind of nothing out of the ordinary for this podcast (laughs) at least not since me moving to seattle um along with like my normal health like asthma and eczema issues and like busyness and like tired and stuff uh i have a new unhealthy mechanism for processing emotions which is food oh my gosh (laughs) wow and it's it's like I it's I didn't see it coming. I've never dealt with this before, but I'm at this point where I'm eating so much food because it bring it brings me like that comfort when I put it, you know, when I'm eating it. But like I literally like feel nauseous, like I feel whatever, but my body doesn't even remember what it feels like to be hungry or full. Like it's just so out of whack. I haven't felt hungry like, "Oh, I want to eat food." Like, "Oh yeah, like that sounds fun." In like maybe 3 weeks or so, but I just never processed it and i'm at the point where i'm just eating so much food i don't know why i'm talking about this a lot but yeah basically i was today i was like oh wow i I think i'm stress eating and i'm eating for comfort and uh, i need to get under control because i'm not doing good so so yeah i totally feel that because like for me like i definitely correlate my emotions with food like it's really funny Mm. like i went to see this like doctor uh, like a few years back and he was like the thing is like because like i can't process my emotions correctly i process it through food so for example if i'm happy then to feel happiness i'm like oh i want to eat something good to make myself happy right and for example if i'm feeling bad then it's like okay then obviously i'm gonna be like stuffing my face with junk food until i feel some sort of emotion because like internally like i can't feel it i can only feel it externally through food so i definitely oh, understand how you are feeling what you are going through for me like my weight fluctuates with my emotions like it's 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 rough and wow. i'm so glad we're deep diving into this topic especially at a time where maybe you're struggling with this maybe listeners that are struggling with this for me i've struggled with it. i'm still struggling with it so this is a great topic to go oh into oh my god wow Thank you. Thank you, Colleen. That was very, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Straight out of the gates, guys. Deep, <laughs> deep conversations. Exactly. Love that. Exactly. Uh, Colleen, thank you. I love you. Love you. How are you doing? Woohoo! <laughs> so, so we've been actually recording like every single week just because, you know, 
me mm. and Eileen have uh, we have some things coming up. And uh, recently, my parents are visiting from America. They're here in Taiwan with me, and oh, yeah. it's 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 very interesting because I haven't seen them in like more than a year. And like back in America, mm. we were really close and tight knit because like obviously I lived at my parents' house, didn't want to spend money on rent, and now that mm. like we're back together in the same house, and my house in Taiwan is so small, right? Mm-hmm, like every mm-hmm. corner I turn, there's somebody there, you know, and just yeah. like like everything it's like like how do i say this i feel like my space is being invaded and not in like a bad way just because the house is so small so like everything is cramped everything is like there's no like personal space anymore right and right, also you right. know asian parents like they're gonna be nagging you they're gonna be like telling oh. you not to do this not to do that in your own home that yeah. you pay the rent for <laughs> i know that's why i said i like y'all are in my home now no i'm just kidding mm, but yeah. i definitely miss them but like the dynamic is so weird now you know because me and my sister oh. have been living independently by ourselves for so long you know we have a way of living now and they come in and obviously like they had their own way of living too so it's definitely taking some adjustments it's a weird feeling and i'm still getting used to it i love having them here but like i said it's just an adjustment period and also like leading up to my parents coming out of quarantine and them being here like i don't know like i've just been in a weird funk lately Mm. i was like telling eileen like right before we started i was like man i feel like every time we ask each other how we're doing it's like really (laughs) sad it's like no I feel like we're just being honest on the podcast. We're just sharing our true emotions to you guys. And, of course, they're not always going to be pretty. And, unfortunately, me and Eileen are in just that stage where we're growing and we're learning and we're, like, trying to process and navigate our own lives. And we just wanted you guys to join us along in this sad ride. (laughs) (laughs) Sad ride. You know what's – yeah, it's funny. Every time it's like, how are you? We're like, ugh. Like, let's take a deep breath. But it's it's funny because every single time we ask that, it's like the previous week now seems so much better. Like me, just I think the last episode, I think I was like, I was crying while hanging laundry. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, guess what? At least I was getting my emotions out through my via tear ducts. <laughs> now it's food and carbs. Yeah. <laughs> like Eileen, you have to stop the, the snowball from crashing. <laughs> every week we just get a little worse. But yeah, no, I'm kidding. I feel that. <laughs> last week was a joyride compared to today. <laughs> And that's the reality of life. Today, we're going to be deep diving into emotions. Mm. We realize that we actually process them very differently. For Eileen, she's going to share a little bit about how she processes emotions. I'm going to share a little bit. And we're just going to take you guys on this ride with us on this joy ride it's gonna be fun like look how relevant this is we are swimming in emotion we are this is ripe ripe emotion it's ready it's ready to be harvested okay question how do you process emotions i can go first because i think i can do that right now i can do that (laughs) that's something i can do my mental capacity can do this right now i that's a yes for me right now okay um basically i get it out immediately and whether or not I even like it's not a cognizant thing I'm not like I need to process my emotions now nah, they just come out even before I know what it is like if I'm angry if I'm sad if I am feeling hurt or embarrassed or frustrated it's just gonna come out in these little salty little things called tears and they go down <laughs> my face and I I'm like I'm constantly like a really starry dewy-eyed lit rotica cover female protagonist like in the midst of her fourth emotional breakdown and not the thing is that not every time I cry is it because I'm sad and that gets very confusing for like the people that are close to me particularly my partner like I'll cry if I'm just feeling overwhelmed too you know but that's not sad this not the same thing I'll just cry so for me that's how I cry um and and a lot of my process has been like also the the things that are so subtle that they don't come out in tears they I might feel like a tightness in my chest or I might feel like that little like sourness in my nose or I might feel like a stress in my back or something I've had to locate those physical manifestations of stress and emotion and then convert those into thoughts to process them out but basically I have a very very well lubricated fast track mind for me and my emotions I'm very in tune I feel it fully I process it fully I break down thoroughly and then I hopefully heal fully as well like a phoenix would a sexy one thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> just a monologue 
listening to you and how you process your emotions, I think that's amazing because oh. for me, I'm the complete opposite, right? I mm. feel emotions and it takes me maybe three to five business days to process Whoa. everything and to really be like, okay, like, why was I mad? And to really, like, gather my thoughts, whether internally or externally. Well, if I'm being completely honest, I actually avoid them. If I feel these emotions and they're too strong for me and I don't know what it is, I need to, like, take a step back, do something else, and then come back to it so that I can, like, look at it in a more of a calm manner. And But that could be good sometimes and that could be bad for me because... I realize that because I don't, uh, what's it called? Uh, confront, confront it. it immediately. Mm -hmm. I, I sometimes lose it. I just mm. push it back and then I forget it. And, but then when the similar things happen to me or like, you know, something that brings out that same familiar feeling, it will come back like 10 times stronger. Or there will be things mm. that I needed to grow out of because of that emotion, but because I hit it and I didn't face it, like I didn't grow. We are very different in how we express our emotions if we express them. For me, I think both the choice isn't existent in, in how we deal with, and how we both deal with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Neither of us have a choice. Right. I don't have a choice if I'm going to cry, you know, <laughs> and you don't have a choice if you push the feelings away because that's like our automatic reaction. Yeah. That's our automatic, like, that's what what has helped us survive this far. Mm. But um, I think what you're asking is like, is it good to for me to feel everything all at once yes like then then i can kind of feel it set it down and deal with it and then move on mm -hmm. um it's it pros and cons because again <laughs> right. i don't have a choice you know right. so like i don't like it that if i feel my partner and i are in a conversation on the phone and then he is talking about things that are bothering him right and then the things that he's talking about i will have an emotional reaction to and then i will cry but then because it's such a very obvious form of emotion then we kind of have to we have to deal with that first in order to like talk about everything else surrounding it so then my emotions become like priority on top of maybe whatever else is going on maybe the more important conversation you know and if on this podcast if i were start to start crying then we would kind of have to deal with that so it becomes very inconvenient and i always feel like i'm sidelining other people's emotions even though i don't want to but only because i express it so vividly you know i think i've needed to create space like when i'm feeling an emotion strongly to put myself to the side recenter refocus and then come back that's that's what helps me i think me and you are also in that stage in life where we're like realizing how processing emotion like really affects our life for me i'm like oh shoot like because i've been avoiding all these traumas and all these like emotions of mine they're now coming back to haunt me and i actually have to take more time it's kind of like a wound that you don't really treat properly at the time and you actually have to go back and they have to like cut it open and take out all of that bacteria like it hurts mm. like 10 times more for me because i actually have to go back and revisit some of the trauma some of the pain that i've tried so hard to bury inside of my heart and i think that's one of the reasons why i love being in taiwan because i literally sit by myself and I have to think about all the things that are wrong with me and how I can go back to that trauma and be like, okay, I actually needed to heal from that, that I should have healed from 10, like not 10, five or three years ago, you know? This time in Taiwan has given me so much space and so much time. There's nothing really much I can do except for go back and just open up those wounds and like try to heal. Yes, because you put yourself in the optimal position to heal yourself, yeah. to be alone from away from most family parents right society school friends distractions distractions yeah. great distractions but you can't move forward in life happily unless you fixed yourself or you're, you have a stronger not fixed no one can ever fix themselves because we're not broken we're just patterned yeah <laughs> I, that's why i went to taiwan too because i was you know realizing that there was so much that i had sidelined in my life so i wanted to be alone and then we found each other in that process and now here we are but i do miss that sometimes because even right now i still feel like i can't really get away in the ways that i used to which is maybe why rather than having one day where i can just feel everything process everything recenter that stress gets prolonged over many 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 weeks many many months of me just work 
this people, this friends, this, you know, same thing, same thing, very, very fast. So I kind of lost that after moving back here, but talking to you has made me realize I need to reintegrate that into my, my life. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I have a question actually about the way you process things. So you basically, something happens, you feel a certain way, but you put that to the side and then you come back to it later. Correct. Do you choose to come back to it later or is it always something else happens and then you're back in that space again? Ooh. So for me, it's like in the past, I would just try to bury it and then I would just never go back to it. But mm-hmm. now that I'm in this space, I've become more aware of my own issues and why I sometimes react a certain way to certain things. Or sometimes if I'm like, ooh, like I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling good. Like emotionally, I can feel that weight on my heart then I will go and intentionally deal with it. The thing is, like, because I'm also an overthinker, right? So, for example, if something really does bother me, I just replay it over and over in my head. So it's like, okay, girl, like, in order for this scene or whatever, this conversation to get out of your head, like, you need to go deal with it or else you're just going to be haunted for, like, the rest of the week about what actually Mm. happened but like you said like you know life gets busy like I don't always have time to sit down and really process it for like an hour or two you know so sometimes it lingers and I'm just like oh my gosh even now I've been feeling some sort of way for the past two weeks now the funk yeah yeah it's like a funk and I've only processed it once and I feel like that wasn't even enough I know I need to process but I've just been putting it off I think that we have a similar vein in that or maybe everybody does too if you don't do with it it will linger and it will color all your days without you know your control um and so that's something that like i think we both don't want have you ever found that like okay anger for example anger is a very strong emotion and it can hurt a lot of people we can say things we don't mean and stuff do you ever like feel anger and then set that aside and then like come back to it like more rational because i see that as a good thing if you've ever consciously come back to your emotion but you're better equipped to deal with it with that conflict or that person have you experienced that Whoa, yes. That is also the main reason why I take so long. It's not always necessarily because I want to avoid it, but a lot of times if I process it in that moment because it's so strong and I can't find the words to even say what I want to say or what really hurt me, Mm -hmm. it just becomes like this shouting match and I know that I'll just say things out of anger, which I don't want either. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times I need time to process it because I don't even know what's hurting me. Let's say last night, like I had a fight with my sister and then she was like, I'm sorry, but I was like, I forgive you, but like, I don't want to talk about it yet because I don't even know what hurt me. Like, I don't even know Mm -hmm. what put me in that mood. Yeah, yeah. You weren't ready, yeah. Exactly, and if in order for us to move on, like I need to know exactly, I need to pinpoint exactly what you said or what you did to hurt me. And that way, like for the other person too, like it's better so she knows like, oh yeah, like, okay, because those things hurt you. I will do better but like if I don't even know and I'm just like in that emotion and I'm just like bathing in it and I'm just like trying to express it out of that emotion I feel like I would do a very poor job in expressing how I truly feel Mm. so yeah Mm. you're right it does help me level my head and I'm just like oh that's what hurt me or oh like you're right now that I look at it it's actually not that big of a deal you know because I feel like there's also emotions leading to that let's say anger emotion getting angry like there's a build-up to that there can be shame embarrassment humiliation betrayal distrust Mm -hmm. um all those things and then anger is like the tipping point and so I think it's for everybody like it's a good way to if you're if you're at that tipping point where you're you come out like just to take a sat take a second you know sleep on it don't send that text if you're angry just sleep on it wake up give it some time and and, um, and then come back to that. It's a good way to process it. <laughs> Can I tell you a fun yes. fact, Colleen? Yes. I don't feel anger. I only feel sadness. That sounds so cringy. Oh my <laughs> God. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Wait. Okay, so that's such a cool thing that I did not know about you. And I wanted to ask because for me, like, it's hard to classify what I'm feeling and anger is just the thing I go to, right? I'm just like, oh, I'm just angry. Mm. So for you, like, are you able to classify right away? Like, oh, I'm feeling this and it's not anger. Oof. So my my body and my mind have a very, very strong memory of sadness. It, I know the feeling very well. 
it's it's mixed with shame and it's mixed with this old old dragon i'm still slaying called self-hatred my body knows the feeling very well so that's probably why i can identify it so easily so if something bad happens to me i usually don't feel angry i'll just feel sad like i did something wrong or i deserved it or something like that and that's like that's not a good reaction because when i see people get angry and if it's not direct if it's not directed at me like i kind of admire them because to be angry that means that you have to know that something bad is happening to you that you have to be like this is wrong or this is unjust or i deserve better or no i'm angry and that feeling i'm trying to teach me how to feel because i have such a flawed like relationship with myself yeah if i feel like something bad happened i won't feel angry or frustrated and something new that i'm getting towards Mm. that wasn't supposed to be so sad sorry so like what you're saying is like when you feel these emotions like you automatically default to oh it must be because i did something wrong and never because oh that person was doing you wrong yeah 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 it's not even like a conscious thought that they're doing something wrong to me or that i'm doing something wrong it's just this like i'm being sucked into like this hole and i'm like oh i'm a bad person Like I fucked up. I messed everything up. And that's the feeling I just know very well. That doesn't help me because usually when I feel that these days, I wasn't at fault. You know, when I take a second, I take a sat away from the moment. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not a bad person. I need to unlearn those reactions. And then maybe the fifth time it replays in my mind, I maybe start to build like, oh, you know what? I am a little frustrated. Like, I'm a little upset. Like, I'm a little annoyed. Like, (laughs) but anger uh i think is it can be healthy in some ways but also unhealthy in others but i've never let it get to the point where it's not let it but i've never been privileged (laughs) enough to 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 let it get to where like the flames would burn other people because it the spark is almost never there i need to light it myself fun fact not so fun but i totally understand you i think like our brain is wired because we've been doing it for so long that to unwire how we process emotions especially like it's so difficult like when you feel angry what is the what does that feel like for you like physically or emotionally i i guess everything i'm curious (laughs) so uh fun fact i've never felt (laughs) this type of bitterness and angerness in my life until I moved to Taiwan. Just because in Taiwan, like, of course, you guys know from the episode two, like, cultural shock and stuff, like, I've just been so mad at everyone. For example, if I'm walking on the street and I feel like someone's about to bump into me, there's something in my heart that will just arise. Like, I feel it in my heart and my stomach. It's like, ooh, it's coming. And I just feel so angry. And of course I need to process that. <laughs> but if you were asking me like how I felt, it's in my heart, it's in my stomach. It's like you're when you're on a roller coaster and the drop. Wow. That's yeah, how I yeah. feel like physically. And emotionally, wow. Like like I'm still learning how I feel, to be honest. Does it does it feel good when you get angry? Like when you like let it out? Oh, does it feel good? Like release? It feels really good in America because it's much bigger, right? So people won't really bump into you. And like I said in Taiwan, like they kind of bump into you. And if you're not conscious of your surroundings, like you're obviously prone to like be bumping into people. And so in Taiwan, a lot of times that will happen to me because, like I said, I'm like so short. And in the past, like I'll just hold it in and I'll just be like. And I'll just, like, the whole day, like, I'll be angry. Like, ugh, why did they bump into me for no reason without saying sorry, without saying excuse me? And I know it's, like, a culture thing as well. But, like, I know sometimes intentionally people are just, like, mean, you know? And so when people do that nowadays, like, I'll actually, like, not cuss at them in English, but I'll be like, excuse me. And I'll I'll be like, Like, I'll do, like, little remarks just to express that. And because in that moment, like, I expressed it and I was like, ugh, like, how could she, like, or I'll just say it out loud. Mm -hmm. I realized that it actually helps me a lot because then that moment is just, like, a a one-time thing. Or, like, in a second, I'm like, okay, I expressed it. I'm over it. But in the past when I used to bottle it in and, like, I would go home and that whole day I would feel like, you know, I would feel mm. so low because I'm still learning and I'm still learning how to 
verbalize it or to like process it outwards of course it's not always going to be pretty yeah emotions aren't always pretty like i think there also is another interference of like taking your emotion and then packaging it for whoever might be listening and that adds another layer of like you're still not saying exactly how you feel and that's what i do like i will edit my emotions to be convenient for other people or to keep me under the radar or whatever you know i won't ever be angry like i same thing i used to suppress a lot just bury it down because you do that to survive whether it's your household or whether that's something you learned like with like argumentative places or whatever you just duck and hide but then like once a year like i'll just go ballistic and like i can't it's uncontrollable all this rage that never came out all these little pent-up things so if you if someone bumps into you and you go ugh and that if, and then you're like what was the f- that person Ugh. and get it out of there and now it's like somewhere else right. but it's not inside of you at least right. <laughs> you know? i realized that yeah that's really good yeah not everything is is pretty and perfect in emotions but i think that everything needs a release just making sure that the flames like don't burn the people around you and making sure that you also don't extinguish your flames entirely so that they burn you inside that's the way it's finding the balance and just connecting with yourself speaking of this like what are some outlets that you use to like process your emotions art Mm. for sure um we are artists here at this table today i think the newest post i have on instagram like i made it in a few in in a few but like it felt so good like it was this image i had in my mind forever of my like it was like a like a rosk like a Roscoe painting or like a one of those mosaic paintings or something like that like an old like kind of like those paintings you see before they restore them at museums like it's just old and decrepit and rusty and it's just me you know wrists up in bed and just like there's my face isn't there because that's just how I feel and it's it's hard to describe with words and sounds like oh so dark but honestly like that image was in my mind for so long and I finally put it onto paper and it only was like a fraction of the amount of what my mind had but it still got it and as soon as I finished it I was like like I could breathe (laughs) like it's out like I just got it out so art is my biggest one and that can be drawing or even writing poetry is a big one for me it doesn't have to be good it just has to be honest you know I read I'm in the moment I'm like this is the best thing I've ever written in my goddamn life and then I read the next morning I'm like wow girl like okay like (laughs) this is a lot Uh, and um but it doesn't matter it's just an outlet you know or even biking after I go biking I feel a lot better doing a few push-ups or sit-ups makes improves my mood i kind of use a lot of things but i've added them on to my arsenal as the years go by and as the emotions get bigger and bigger are you more of an external processor or like internal one like do you have to talk to someone through it and be like oh so that's what i was feeling or are you like the type to be like okay i need to be alone for like three hours to just like think and then i can (laughs) figure it out like what it was that was like bothering me i'm gonna be a little basic and say both (laughs) Uh, because certain things you need okay relationship stuff right i can do my own internal processing faux show but with whatever that issue is or whatever you need to externally process that with that person right or if you have a conflict with a sibling or a friend or whatever you need to externalize that shit with them and let that to rest um so i think i do both i'm having much more much better cognizant choice when i do it like okay i'm going to process this right now or i'm going to approach this person and process it's creeping up on me less and less like i'm planning it more which is good colleen if i may ask what are some outlets that you have to process your emotions just just like eileen said (laughs) we're artists out here so for me the number one thing that helps me is journaling like that's my 100 percent go-to i'll put on some music it takes me a while i think that's why it takes me so long to journal and that's why sometimes i dread it because it takes me around 30 minutes Mm. of quiet time to just sit and then all of a sudden the light bulb switches and i start writing and i'm like and it's like sometimes i'll go three or four pages and they're just long ass paragraphs it's like i just i just feel like this and i just feel like this and in this moment like i really wish i could be like this da 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 and just goes on and on and just like eileen said like i'll just start writing and the funny thing is i'm actually opposite of you so like i'll write and i'm like that was so fucking dumb like you're calling you're so fucking (laughs) right and then i'll read back on it and i'm like hold up your girl's a writer your girl's a poet 
poet. Yes. I'll be like, well, the way, like, I correlate my emotions in that moment, I'm just like, this is fucking dumb. But then I'll look back, I'm like, damn, this is actually some beautiful work. It usually takes me two or three hours just to, like, get everything out. So... If I'm, wow. like, not in the mood, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to journal. Then it's, like, obviously, like, I'm not going to be able to process. But then every time I'm, like, I'm not in the mood to process, but I have to, like, I do it. And I'm, like, oh, my gosh. Like, my heart feels lighter. My body feels lighter. Like, my brain feels like it's free wow. of something, you know. And that's just how, like, I process. And it's been helping me throughout the years so much. When did you start it? I've actually journaled ever since I was little. My mom used to make us write diaries. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, amazing. so like it would like she would make us like okay, did you write your diary? And then you can go to sleep. And the diary would be like how you felt that day. And if I had nothing to write, but like okay, what did I eat today? Like it would just be like because I've gotten into that habit of just like writing down things. Like as I grew older, like that habit grew with me, and I've realized how much it helped me immensely in my like mental health, and how much like it helps me process things that I can't even like say out loud because I'm like not the best talker you know so what better way to like write something out and I can erase it Mm. if I don't like it but like just realizing that I can just type all my emotions out on paper or like write it out and then looking back on it I'm like whoa like that emotion like I kind of leave it there after I'm like done journaling that emotion is now in the books and it's now history and i can look back on it like whoa like that was something that i felt so strongly at the time but now that i'm here like i overcame that that is so incredible i don't i i know journaling has been going around for a while like in everyone's zeitgeist for like mental health and stuff the fact that you've been doing it for basically your whole life like that's incredible and it's it's always because i was gonna ask like what made you start or like was there a big event where you needed to write it down everything um but you know what kind of maybe tying some things together but like you know how you say that you will kind of put your emotions to the side and deal with them later maybe that that really goes hand in hand with your journaling too because like at 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 least at the very end of the day like you get to reflect and think okay what it is and then like by then you've processed it and then you leave it you leave it there to rest and then you move on to a new day yeah it's so so healthy It's really nice. Thank you so much. Well, I mean, like, since yeah. you did a fun fact, like, I'll do a fun fact. When I was, oh, yeah. dude, I used to be the most toxic girl out there. Okay, not toxic, but, like, <laughs> I used to be so bad at processing emotions. Anytime I felt any sort of negative emotions, what I would do is I would scream at the top of my lungs and I would run to my room and I would slam the door seven or eight times just so people know I'm mad and then I will go to my room and I would start screaming at the top of my lungs like bloody murder screaming like it was really bad and my parents and my sister all of them like were scared of me I think like also Mm -hmm. in that moment because of how they reacted and how I wanted to make them feel like it felt good that I made them feel bad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, look, right, right. don't yeah, provoke yeah. me because I'm a fucking scream bloody murder if you don't, not necessarily always go my way, but like if you mess with me. You're making, you're you're putting your yeah. foot down. You're saying like, I'm here. You can't ignore me. Like I'm, yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I get that. I get that. And I don't yeah. know when or how, but one day it just stopped. Like I realized, like I think one day, like after doing that, I was like, you're growing up and you're going to become like this. Are you really going to be like 30 and still doing the same thing as you're doing right now? (laughs) And so like, I remember just sitting in my room and I was like, this isn't, this can't be how you process your emotions forever. And then I stopped because of that. I've grown into healthier habits of how to process my emotions. It's honestly like a learning journey for, I think all of us when we're dealing with such strong emotions, because we're such emotional beings, you know, that's one of the things that I used to do. And I look back and I'm like, holy shit like that was me like how embarrassing but it makes sense like i when i when i'm listening to you like i'm like wow that sounds so cool (laughs) like because for me right if i had been wronged or slighted in my family that's where most traumas Mm -hmm. form from um i would go to my room and i would just i would just i'd hate myself and i'd hate everything about me and i'd look in the mirror and i'd i just i was below everything around me like I didn't, you know, 
and that's like i i really wish i i screamed more and i fought for myself more because maybe i'd be doing better now to fight for myself but that's a damn fun fact <laughs> you okay oh my god wait you know another fun fact this is actually fun look look at all these cat drawings i have on this <laughs> paper towel <laughs> you're so cute eileen <laughs> oh man this is a good episode no we're good see that's what i mean like it comes out in tears and um yeah I'll, I'll i'll process that but it feels good to cry as well at least i had crying you know i'm a, i'm like an expert <laughs> crier oh not to be you're really yeah, I'm like pretty really good when at crying. you cry too guys for visual people like, <laughs> she did it so elegantly and gracefully i was like is she crying or is she just being beautiful like i can't tell the difference. <laughs> honestly you're like Oh my god. Like how can I cry? Like, no, I cry like Aah! no. Like my face turns into distortion. No. Okay. No, <laughs> no, I I love that too. That feels right. so good. Feels so good. But it's just it's because I'm on camera. Because I'm a bit of a control freak. I can't let I can't let loose. <laughs> so I know. Okay, like because I have to keep I have to keep it under control else we're gonna go full throttle and then I'm not I'm not gonna I'm gonna lose the night. I'm gonna like it's gonna be four AM and I'm waking up around and I'm like there's donuts around me and Uber Eats and I'm like Oh my gosh, you're just, <laughs> you black out completely. You wake up food all over. <laughs> yeah, and then like I come to work and they're like tough night last night drinking, I'm like donuts, dude. <laughs> like I don't know donuts. donuts in my Chinese podcast. Food, all that good. This isn't something we plan to talk about today, but like what would have happened if we met each other when we were younger? What do you think? Because I was a sad bitch. <laughs> I was sad. And I was also I was also toxic. Uh, mind you, I was toxic, yeah. I think I would have been such a people pleaser that I would like probably try to kiss your ass so much because I'm like, if Eileen doesn't like me, like I swear to God, I will make her like me. Dude, no, nah, I would have done the same Shut for up. you. <laughs> Wait, does this, does this not scream people pleaser to you? That's why we also get along so well because we're both people pleasers. And we both like are, like we both have similar, similar backgrounds where we want to please, where we want to be the convenient child or whatever, or, or we want to cradle everyone's emotions around us and sideline ours you know like yeah like we deal with them like you might get angry i might cry but we're still sidelining the main thing there are some people guys guys there are some people who actually do it all in one place they'll feel it it'll be extreme they'll process it and then they like they walk around life like they're free i don't know or maybe they don't <laughs> exist but like they they put their <laughs> that's that's what i think they put their emotions first and above other people and then people like us me and colleen like we will cater to them and package our emotions or package our words yeah so that i was thinking because this is thirsty leo season like could that be a leo thing that we mm. do or because i hear that leos are people pleasers or i'm not sure i'm not gonna pick it all on star signs but like we do do that we do put other people's emotions kind of before ours you know? i think it's like a mixture of everything because we're also the second mm. child oh you're the baby yeah, too i'm the baby too you're the baby too oh, yeah i'm the baby and for me it's like yeah. i realized like growing up like i was always the peacemaker like like if my parents were fighting or if my my sister and my mom or my sister and my dad like i would always be like like let me like go and comfort each person and then help them resolve their issues their fights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As in my face as it is, like, I cannot be responsible and I cannot be the one to always mend them back together, you know? And so I've, I'm have i learning to take a step back in that, but, like, that's how it was growing up. Yeah, did they ever, like, praise you for that? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you're so wise. Like, oh you, like w- we can't live oh. without you. Like, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, you understand, right? F- I fucking know. Yeah, they fucking used to be man. like, Eileen, you're... You're our little peacemaker. <gasps> I, or Eileen is. Eileen is just. Stop. Oh, I'm getting Eileen flashbacks. is just. Uh, stop! Stop! <laughs> Sorry. It's like Eileen is just a natural born facilitator. You're so. What is it? Your old soul. You're white. I'm just like I'm fucking burdened by the entire emotional right. baggage of my family right. as the baby. <laughs> we've been doing that since we were young. You know, it's not even like a mm. oh like 
I'm now older and I'm now wiser and I can process that. But I feel like at such a young age, like we were forced to be that peacemaker, whether we wanted to or not, just because for the for the sake of our own emotions. Because I like mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but like I hate conflict. Like I really hate it. Mm. And so if I can be oh, that yeah. peacemaker to keep everything in work, then okay, yeah, I'll sacrifice my own emotions for it. But looking back, I'm mm. like, damn, the times that I put my emotions and myself last fucking sucks because like now i'm older and i'm like oh whoever's having a problem like let me go and fix it like i yeah, i've just become like some sort of like mm. <gasps> repair man out here <laughs> for emotion and that's exhausting and that is why like we always need that release for me it was a really it was vi- it was emotionally very like obviously very abusive i think that that's that's pretty standard for a lot of asian households um and ours was mixed in with religion and a lot of misogyny and a lot of racism and a lot it was, it was all this stuff but just like broken doors broken windows broken like everything was broken and i was the fixer-upper the repairman you know so everything between my mom and my dad i was desperately just trying to keep them together everything between my dad and my brother and then my brother and my mom my mom and my brother and my dad my dad and my brother and me all all the politics and that is why, like, we, we overthink, right? We look to please. We package our emotions and we walk on eggshells because we that's what we've learned to survive in our households. That's what I've been saying this whole time. My partner and I, we talk about this all the time because we we do the same thing. We, we recognize the same behaviors. But you are doing it correctly where if your mom and your sister are going through something, you're they're not your responsibility. Yes. It never, you're not born into your family or born into this earth to keep other people's emotions at bay. They need to learn how to do that themselves. You can give them some tips, but you're an adult now and you're a woman that needs to take care of herself. Amen, amen. And you have this whole inner world that you need to heal and grow yeah. too. Whew. So we took a break. <laughs> we always need breaks We always now. need breaks, which is good. It's a sign that is real and it's happening and it's it's lovely. We wanted to wrap up this episode. Um, thank you for listening and for feeling with us with a nice very positive and uplifting message which is that mental health is important to talk about and important to deal with too with people that you trust and love like how i have colleen here yeah and the one thing that has definitely helped me and i'm pretty sure for eileen too is like therapy therapy going to see a therapist therapist honestly like for me like i went to see a therapist around two years ago and obviously like therapy is expensive yeah but i think it's so worth it um two years ago i went to see a therapist and it was it was good um because my sister she went first and she was like everyone needs therapy and i totally agree it really helped me this time around when i moved to taiwan and i was just going through so much emotions like emotions that I couldn't even process or I couldn't even see the light at the end of the tunnel like that kind of bad and you know like I would talk to my friends and I would talk to my family and of course it would a lot of it would be a little biased because you know of course they're my friends and family and coming from an outside perspective where that person doesn't know me at all and they have no obligation to like please me and mm-hmm. my own thoughts mm. it was so good because I was like, holy crap, like the way like the therapist would see my problems and she would be like, that wasn't okay. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Like what that person did to me was not okay. Like, for example, like the previous episode of, you know, like family trauma, you know, like when my uncle or like some random person would call me fat and I would be so hurt by it. Like of that, I would come up with excuses for that mm, person. Be like, mm, oh, okay, well, this is just their culture or like this is just how they live in, you know, Taiwan. It's all about weight. But then like my therapist would just come and be like, no, like that wasn't okay. And it was okay for you to express that it wasn't okay for you. Mm-hmm. Like whether or not it was like a respecting or whether or not it was your relative, someone you need to like bow your head to, like that wasn't okay. And it's okay for you to express your emotions in whatever way you needed to. And I just thought that was so helpful um, for my own journey in coming to Taiwan and also like growing and self-love and all those things. Thank you. That's, that is very, very, I mean, the thing is, is I was there for all that. You know, I remember when I was, I was touting about therapy. I'm like, therapy is amazing. Therapy is this and therapy is this. And then I remember calling like starting therapy. And then it took like, cause there's so many options now. There's like online, there's like zoom, there's even face to face, um, which are all very different. But to hear you recount your experiences 
like that it reminds me of all the good things of therapy too um i'm actually looking for a therapist right now what's really cool about being in america is that you have more options like i can actually choose to speak to like an asian american like therapist who will understand like my cultural background you know um or and will understand like like generational family trauma and will understand all these other things about me i can in, especially in seattle oh my god i could speak to like you know lgbtqia plus oriented i could speak to whatever i could i could really take my pick so i'm really taking the time to look for a therapist too but i have another very strong word for therapy too just like colleen like it's amazing everyone needs it like i used i came from the background basically my um my father was a health professional mental health professional where he was like a counselor and a, a therapist and stuff and he would always tell my family growing up that we don't need therapy because it's only for people that need help you know and we're fine and so i grew up like i'm not sure if you you even know this but i grew up being like oh no like i'm not depressed or i'm not hurt or i'm not whatever because you know i have a good family and oh yeah <laughs> i mean but i did have a good family i would tell my dad like i'm i'm depressed and he's like you're not depressed like you don't know what depression looks like depression looks like this and this and this because that, that's who he helps right and so it was, it was so <laughs> so i grew up and then you're like my source is pretty reliable <laughs> my source is pretty reliable uh, actually it wasn't but uh so i always wore it like as a badge like i've gone through so much pain but like i don't i don't need therapy like i i have my mm. friends i have my boyfriend or i have my other friends or my girlfriends to talk about it with but just like you said like when you're in that circle they kind of know your angle and they know where you're coming from and they might like say things to please you or they might whatever it's just it always helps to get that outside person who'd be like oh no yeah you were depressed it's okay like we can yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and i love that going to see a therapist it really minimizes my problems because like i feel like in that moment right or like whatever hole you're stuck in at that time like you feel like you're problems or your whatever you're going Mm. through is like a million times Mm. bigger than it is like okay for some people yes it may be but for like for me like the way she like would talk to me about my problems she'd be like oh yeah like that's normal let's just talk through that or let's just work through that yeah and i'm like oh wait like i'm not completely helpless i'm not completely like Mm. crazy you Mm. know because she's just like yeah like these things are normal and i'm just like whoa Whoa. like they are normal because like in that moment like i can't see that yeah i can't be like oh my problems are small because to everyone of course their problems are just so big and just like the only thing that they can focus their energy on mm. and seeing a therapist is just so helpful in that way in so for many me. ways yeah for and me, there's so many least. different yeah. kinds of therapists too but like for me when i was going to therapy i was constantly looking for valid i was asking permission to feel sad basically like hey like i'm really sad like could you i was i remember asking i still feel this to this day but like i wanted to be diagnosed with like depression or anxiety or so i wanted i wanted a diagnosis so i could like have something and show people like look like i'm i am sad but she's like no but you you are sad and that's enough and i'm like like i could just self-validate that for myself like (laughs) you know i didn't i didn't give myself permission to be a hurt a hurt person because i saw that as weak and she allowed me to like like learn how to love myself for all my hurt too and dude therapy is top notch <laughs> to top notch. Top, notch. top notch top notch i will say for me though like i i uh in taiwan i did better help mm. which is something online mm-hmm. and I, I will say that it is very important though to find a therapist that works for you right because not all therapists work for everyone Mm -hmm. you know um (laughs) it's funny because in the beginning when i first started i started out with this lady and not that she was bad or anything but i don't think she was like the therapist for me because she like was on our second session she was just like yeah you have severe depression and that word like hurt me more than how i actually felt because i was like i've always grown up as like a cheerful joyful person and the fact that she was just like yeah you're severely depressed i remember talking to Eileen about this do you remember I will remember I we were do. like all hanging out I do remember and then I was like I was like wait I'm severely depressed like and that was like so hard for me to even like accept because like I feel like severely depression is kind of like far-fetched like uh, it didn't feel I, true I to was, you it didn't feel like that was yeah, right she, she, yes. that was her second time and the, meeting you right and she was like yeah severely depressed like, you're severely depressed and she's like you need meds like you need to go on oh, meds like oh, asap oh. and i was like 
what wait what like you this is our second time meeting and you know after that i kind of wanted to give up on therapy i was just like uh like i'm like you know what if they're just gonna tell me i'm depressed like i don't want it um not that i was in denial but like i just it wasn't right. who i was and i knew that because right i feel like in that moment like i knew who i was more than she did mm. because this was only my second time mm-hmm. and then I, I was like, you know what? I'm still going to try it out. And so I changed up like a few people. It only took me a third time to find the right one where my therapist was so chill and she was so nice. And she was just like, she would like talk to me and she'd be like, girl, like you're doing great. Like stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my God, I am doing great. You know, like, because yeah. like in that moment, like I feel like my therapist was that the first one. She was like scaring me. Like she was like, in in some ways like she was like i can't help you like the only way you can get better is like meds and i'm like oh my god you're not even gonna try to <laughs> me. Like, oh my god am i that like far from health like you can't like i only, only meds can help oh me at this god. point yeah so i think it does it also takes a few tries mm, to find right. that right therapist for you who truly understands and or reacts in the way how you would feel uh, heard and feel loved and feel like oh i am getting better mm. Because everyone's approach is different. Oh I yeah, feel. yeah. Wow, mental. Uh, we this is, sounds like another whole episode idea. No, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because if if she said you wow, you're severely depressed to me, oh, on my first intake, I would have been so happy. Like, thank you, because I was uh, lo- right. Because right, people look for different things. I was looking for validation right. and permission. You're looking for comfort, and for someone to just give you the objective, like you're doing fine, like you're all good. Yeah. You know, I needed someone to maximize yeah. my problems because I never. I never gave them the light of day and you need someone to kind of minimize your problems and let you know it's all good. Wow. 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 <laughs> that just proves that we're so different yet we're so We're alike, so we alike so and well we're together. so <laughs> I love you so much. I love this podcast. <laughs> Who knows? I know I love it. And I love that in this podcast like me and Eileen can like talk to each other and we can like we help each other out even in ways that like we didn't know we needed help in yeah listening to eileen hearing her how she processes her emotions and i'm like whoa like i need to do that too like i need to get it out of my system right away because sometimes holding it in just prolongs that pain and that trauma Mm -hmm. and for you eileen like when i heard about how you got angry i'm like well i definitely need to release frustration more because yeah, oh, that's a whole nother topic but yes <laughs> i need to i need to find my yes. outlets to get anger out i exactly. need to learn what anger feels like that's why i was curious to like, yeah i need to this is mm. guys that has been a very full seven course meal of a podcast episode <laughs> i'm full i'm full emotionally i'm full yes <laughs> i was gonna say physically but i'm like actually i could eat which which is another issue but okay um all right. Thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of Thirsty Leo Season. We have had a, a nice, fun time with each other and with you. Yeah. Yes. We appreciate you guys for coming on this joyride with us. And we hope that this podcast has somehow inspired you in some ways. And we'll see you guys soon for our next yeah. fun topic. Next fun topic. Hopefully a little more fun. Uh, love yourself. Take some time for yourself today. Drink some tea. Drink some boba. We'll see you at the next one. Yeah. See you guys next time. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Thirsty Leo Season. To stay updated, check out our Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube. We appreciate every follower, sub, and listener like you. Also, if you want to buy us a boba, we have a small Ko-Fi link below. See you next time!